Airreach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this special edition of our podcast features our Tuesday morning devotion with Pastor Isaac and special guest Pastor Vanessa Briseño talking about mental health and walking in freedom. We hope you enjoy this excerpt. Well, good morning. We appreciate all of you joining us this morning. Uh, my name is Pastor Isaac. I'm an assistant pastor here. Excited to have uh, our friend, our guest, and it's more like family, uh, Pastor Vanessa Braseno. Everyone, how are you guys doing? Good morning. This is really early, so. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate those of you that are on with us. I want to give a shout out. Uh, I see uh, Linda Mendoza there with us on YouTube, also on Facebook. Uh, many of you that are already joining as well. I want you to take a moment right now before we even get started and repost this. You could share it if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Share it with your friends, your family. We're going to be talking about finding freedom yes. this morning. And so we're just so excited uh, to be able to, to do this and to have uh, Vanessa Brasenio with us. And she's a certified MFT, so marriage family therapist yes. is what, what you said, right? Yes. And so, uh, so again, we want to give you uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, like this if you're watching this on Facebook uh, and YouTube. Like the video. Share, uh, reshare, repost it, all, all of those things. And again, invite people to come on. We're going to be talking for about, uh, for the next hour. We're going to be praying over your, your, uh, your personal needs as well. So put those in the chat. Also, if you're viewing us for the very first time, uh, we want to connect with you. Let us know where you're watching us from. Um, but we just want to connect with you. Make sure that, uh, uh, that, that we could give you any resources that are available. Uh, but we're going to jump right into this this morning. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, um, so first of all, you're a uh, you and Hector again, like family to me and my wife. Uh, you guys are pastors there at San Pedro. Yes. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. So we've been at Praise Chapel San Pedro for the past six years. Originally, my brother started the work in his home, um, and we're celebrating ten years um, uh, this month. Yeah. And so that's going to be an exciting time. And so me and my husband. Um, my husband got saved at 16, and we felt the call of God on our life early, early on. And um, yeah, we were we were going to be assistant pastors here. We were youth pastors at the time, and then Pastor Omar, you know, said, "Hey, there's going to be an opportunity for you guys to take over a church." And I was like, "My brother's church, really?" And he was leaving to Texas, and we've been there six years. We sold our house here in Downey, and. We uprooted to San Pedro. So shout out to our people in San Pedro. We love you. And um, yeah, it's an honor to be with you guys. Yeah, I see many many of them on here this morning. And um, so you guys, uh, just, just so everyone knows, again, there may be those that are just watching for the first time. Uh, our network of churches, we are a church planting movement. And uh, our senior leader, Pastor Omar, Sister Letty, uh, they've, they've been uh, in the Paramount Church over 30 years and have planted mo- many churches. Yeah. Uh, as, you, as you know, you're, you're part of this, been part of this yeah. your, your whole life. Uh, but uh, Hector and Vanessa are one of those that have gone out from this church, have gone out and, has, and started that work. And you guys have a thriving church. Amen. They're leadership, great people. And we love the San Pedro Church as well. Yeah. So let's talk about... Uh, your certification, kind okay. of what, what got you there, uh, and then some of the other things. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I never intended to go back to school. In 2009, I got married 12 years ago. Um, I was finishing up my bachelor's degree, and that was going to be it for me. Um, we went full force into the ministry. 
you know, we, we did the nursery, we did the toddlers, children's church, we did every ministry you can think of. And um, so I, I didn't really have time or think about going back to school. We, ha- we had a child. Um, and then when we got sent out to San Pedro, um, I just felt in my spirit to, to go back, to go back to school and to become a, a therapist. Although we were already acting, you know, as counselors and so forth. Since I was young, you can even ask my friends, I just, I honestly feel like it's a gift, you know, just a gift of discernment in that. Right. But I would see someone's life and, you know, growing up in the church, people come in and out, they're broken, you know, and I would see people and I was just very curious to like, what happened to them or what's going on in their life or, um, you know, people's testimonies were just outrageous. I, I remember as a teenager, um, there was a lot of rapping going on at the time. So I didn't really have a testimony because I grew up in church. Um, yes, we went through hard times. My dad went to prison and things like that. But I didn't consider it like a tough life. We were raised in church and around awesome families. And um, yeah, I just, I just felt a, a need on my heart to um, go back to school and to better understand how, you know, the secular world sees psychology, which is the study of the mind. But what is awesome is that the Bible is the study of the soul. And the study of the soul is the mind, will, and emotion. And so with that together is like, like amazing to me. (laughs) So yeah, I I love it. And that's why I did it. I enjoy what I do now. I I work with youth at an agency and, um, that's where I'm at until hopefully one day I open up my own practice. Come on. And I have tons of people messaging me. Can you be my therapist? Can we meet? I'll pay you. And I'm like, I don't have time and I'm not licensed yet. And so that's going to happen soon. All right. And so, yeah. That's awesome. So, so you were recently on Viral Revival with, uh, with uh, Diga. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and so I understand that. Uh, so you got a large following uh, on Instagram, and so uh, we have your lower third on right now. And if you want to contact uh, or connect with Vanessa, <laughs> uh, you could connect with her on Instagram at mindful underscore ness one. Yeah. Mindful <laughs> underscore ness one, and it's there on on the lower third. But talk to us about that. I mean, so so you're sending out just these kind of uh, uh, these kind of thoughts. Yeah. So it just I started on my personal page where um, I just felt like. Uh, on my stories, I would just start posting just information about mental health and the word of God. And then I had friends just encourage me like, you should do a podcast or write a book or something. I'm like, I don't have time. You know, we're pastoring a church. I'm married. I have a child. I I don't have time to do extra. (laughs) And so, um, I, the way my mind works and my mouth is sometimes unfiltered when in my younger years, now it's tamed. Right. <laughs> so these quotes were, would always resonate in my mind um, just about the word of God right. and like how people live. And so I just started jotting them down and then I started reposting them. And then um, it, it was kind of, I was like, I think I should do another page because I didn't, I, you know, I just kind of wanted to keep my personal life private. Right. And so it just kind of took off from there. I didn't, I thought mindfulness was like a funny, clever name. It was nothing serious. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, that's where we're at. So we, so we talked about it, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, we were at your house, and, and we just thought that it was, it, it was ingenious, and you were just, it was just kind of something that was just fun for you, but, yeah. but there's a lot of people that are, are subscribing now and really being uh, ministered to, yeah. because you have a great way of, of bringing the clinical right. uh, next, to the, uh, next to the Bible, right, yes. to support it. And then just living that out practically. So uh, we want to talk about that today. Yeah. And so uh, we've been in our sermon series last month was in my head. And ultimately it was about uh, the, the, uh, the attacks and really the game is won and lost in our heads. Amen. And so, uh, and so, and then yesterday, I'm sorry, not yesterday, on Sunday, uh, we started our new sermon series and our new sermon series yeah. is Upgrade. And what we, uh, what we're talking about in Upgrade is that, uh, it's like your, it's like your, your phone, your iPhone. Yeah. And, uh, many times when, when the iPhones first came out, um, you got you got used to a certain operating system, and right. so uh, the software would come with an upgrade, right, yeah. or or uh, an update. Right. And so many people would would often say, "Well, I just figure this thing out now. I don't want to upgrade because it means that everything's changing." Yeah. But uh, so so they would say, "You know, hey, I'm not ready to upgrade now," and they just kind of like push it, push it, push it. Then all of a sudden, their their uh, their system isn't working properly, and they're not able to access certain apps. They're not right. able to access certain information. And so we understand uh, upgrading be, being the Holy Spirit Amen. and allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and really upgrade our minds so that we're able to fully access the freedom that God yes. has given each and every one of us and the freedom that God desires each and every one of us to experience. Amen. So we so we talked about this, and uh, uh, there's several there's several examples examples in the Bible, but just uh, for the sake of time, uh, there's a difference. There's a there's a, a very significant difference between liberation or those that are uh, are, are experiencing liberty in their right. life and those that are actually experiencing true freedom. Right. So both of us have grown up in church our entire lives, and we've seen people that have been in the church. And let me make this clear to you: if you're uh, if if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if Christ is the Lord of your life, if you've accepted salvation into your life. You've been liberated. Amen. You so you've been liberated. Okay, so so you you have been given the opportunity to walk in freedom. Now this is where we see a lot of uh, a lot of people get kind of hung up is that they've been yes. set free in liberation, but they're not walking in true freedom. Right. And so you've seen this. Why don't you talk yes. about that? Well, let's go back to the children of Israel. Yes. Right. So I, I love to use that. Our women right now are doing a study of Exodus. Yes. And even in our Bible study, we're like, man, the children of Israel are so repetitive. Mm. They, <laughs> they are, are free from Egypt and then um, they're headed to the promised land. Yes. But they keep complaining. And all over the book of Exodus, the Lord is talking about obedience, mm. right? And he's, he's constantly saying, if you obey, then the diseases will not be put upon you. If you obey, right? So we constantly hear that. So let's go back to um, the Israelites. Yeah. So we got to remember, just even as a church, the Israelites were enslaved for, I believe, 400 years I was yes. reading. Right. Right? And so... You got to remember, 400 years, that's generations yes. of, of a mindset being built. And so a slave is, is, um, is being 
attacked, oppressed, is in a lifestyle that is full of constant anxiety, full of constant fear. Yes. And so, you know, we think of, of slaves and we're like, okay, they're free now. But we have to remember their mental state at the time. You know, even a slave couldn't, they walked downwards and they couldn't look up yeah. at wow. someone's face, right? And so when they were free... You would think, okay, they would be ecstatic. Right. But we have to remember that even though they were liberated, there wasn't full freedom yet. And there was so much emptiness in their heart and their mind was distorted, right, to think of themselves a certain way. And so as they were going to the promised land, when things wouldn't go correctly, when the circumstances were, was out of their control, they would freak out. Yeah. And what would they do? They would go back to the slave mentality. Oh, my goodness. Right? So we all, a lot of us want the, um, the upgraded, right? Right benefits of the lifestyle but we have a downgraded way of thinking yes that's good and so what does downgraded mean it means negative change we can't have positive change if we're in the negative state of thinking (laughs) right why are you laughing that's so good go ahead keep on going go ahead and so um, we see it through the Israelites. They, um, the Lord blesses them, right, yes. with what they're asking for. And, and then they're happy again. They're praising God, right? And this sounds like our life. We come to God. We, we're liberated. We're set free. We are now children of God. The Lord even says, I, I forget your sin. Come on, say right? it. Right? I forget it no more. But the problem is we're human. And so we have like... You said the software and hardware. Right. Our hardware is the actual brain. The software is our mentality, emotions, and will. That's good. And so it's like we come to God, a lot of us, and he, for example, it's like he's giving us a, um, a new computer, right? But a lot of us are taking the old software and trying to put it into the new computer, and it's not functioning well. Wow. And so... As we come to God, we need to understand that we are liberated, but we are now free and we're walking in freedom. And the the biggest part is that we don't believe it. We don't believe that we're children of God. Why don't we believe it? Because when we... When church service is over, we go home, we're triggered again by our spouse, by our children, by that coworker, and guess what? We're in the flesh now. And so now we handle things how we used to handle them when we were independent yes. of God. Right. So we go back to our same coping mechanisms. We you know, we used to smoke, we used to drink. Yeah. We go right. back to our same self-defense mechanisms, which is our anger. We're shutting down. I'll say it. We're being explosive so we're not walking in the spirit so leviticus 26 13 says i am the lord your god who brought you out of egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the egyptians i broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with your heads held high you are no longer a slave you no longer have to walk with your head down that's good you serve a mighty god you are the child of a king yes. and you walk with your head up high that's awesome that's awesome hey if if you guys if if this is resonating with you if you if you're saying man i these are things that I deal with these are cycles. We we say this often is that uh, uh, cycles start and end with us. Seasons start and end in time. Yes. So we have the ability. 
we've been given the freedom to break these cycles, and you said it so well, and this is something I, I don't want to get here yet. We'll get, we'll get to it towards the end, but uh, you talked about these, these uh, Egypt, or I'm sorry, the Israelites that were in 400 years of slavery, and the mindset, and the generational, well, we would say, well, what others would say is generational curses is a generational mindset, and we got, we got to bring balance to that. So let's talk about let's talk about finding freedom. This is what we wanted to talk about, and so I I, I think you've kind of laid uh, you really laid some great framework here. So um, so we know that Jesus said in John eight thirty six, "Whom the Son sets free is free indeed." And this is something that that many of us have a hard time embracing. We, it feels good when the preacher says it. We're clapping, we're shouting, and all that kind of stuff. But but we go back, you know, like you said, we go back home and we have these strongholds that are in our lives that we can't break free from. So one of the first things when we're talking about finding real freedom, one of the first things that uh, that that we that we could say is that when we're free in Christ, we have a clear conscience. And I think this is really uh, this is really kind of the sticking point in shame, guilt, yes. and all that kind of stuff that happens, right? And you said it. Psalms one hundred three twelve says. Uh, at, uh, he has removed our sins as far as the east is to the west. So he, yes. he remembers them no more, but we hang on to them. Yes. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so the, the issue is, is that when we're walking in the flesh, and, and like I said, there's not an erase button on our mind. That's good. We still remember the past. It still triggers us, right? We still have maybe unresolved hurt. We have wounds. We have... Um, unforgiveness, yeah. we have bitterness, and it turns into pride because we think we can handle it on our own. That's good. And so we want we carry this baggage with us because it's been our safety net. It's been our comfort zone. And so we always revert back to it, like the Israelites. For them, when um, they weren't getting their way, when Moses left, they began to build their own gods yes, because that was their comfort zone. They needed something so to rely on. While, while God was there the whole time, he, they had everything they needed. Yes. But here's the deception, is that the enemy will implant doubt. Oh, say that. And so it will start with doubt. It started in the, in the Garden of Adam and Eve. Right? So the doubt was, did God really say yes, not to exactly do that? Right. Yes. Even when Jesus went um, to, when he was fasting. Right, in the wilderness. Does yes. the Bible really yeah. say, right? <laughs> and so what happens to us when we have an angry outburst, when we begin um, to get into our head again, we, we begin to ruminate on the memories mm. that took place in the past. We begin to think about the guilt and shame. You know, some of us well, were um, in domestic violence situations. Some of us were abused. And That's we continually good. think about how I could have done better to get out of that situation. Yeah. And the reality is, it wasn't your fault. There was nothing that you can do. But the lie of the enemy tells you that, that you are unworthy, yes. that you are unloved, that you are unvaluable. And so we take this into our walk with God. We My believe goodness. this about ourselves, and we don't believe that we're children of God. And so when we believe that we are just sinners and that we just come to church and we can't get this right, that's how we're going to behave. And so the way we believe is the way we're going to behave. And oh, so say that it's again. Say the it. way we believe is the way we're going to behave. Come on. 
if you believe that you're unloved, if you believe that you're constantly rejected, you are going to begin to see through a broken lens that you're going to continue on those patterns. And this is why when you come to church, you're like, why is everybody rejecting me? Nobody's inviting me out. You are with the same strongholds when you come in and you need to break free of that. You need to renew your mind and you need to understand who you are in Christ. That's awesome. The, the Bible says uh, in Ephesians 1, set, 1, 7, he says, he, God, is rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom from the blood or with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Another scripture says in 1 Corinthians 1, 8, he will keep you strong to the end. And what, what does that mean? That means through this life, he'll keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all Blame, not some blame, not not these smaller things, but these bigger things he's holding on to. He says all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. And so, uh, so again, our conscience uh, sometimes gets the best of us and keeps us in this downgraded state. I love the way that you said that. And uh, uh, and, and so, so the next thing is this. And as a, as a pastor, I'm sure you've experienced this uh, a lot of times, but. Uh, uh, one of the things that we talked about on Sunday is that real freedom grants you full access. Yes. Real freedom grants you full access. And so many times uh, there's those that want to come and they want counseling. They want, they want the pastor to pray for them. They want all, all, these different, all these different things because they don't feel like they have access to the throne yes. of God. Yes. And so the Bible says, uh, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians uh, 3.12, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now boldly and confidently come into God's presence. Another scripture says, so let us come boldly to the throne of grace. There, will, uh, there we will receive mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So, so, so what uh, the author of Hebrews is telling us is not go find your pastor, not go find uh, your, your friend, not go find uh, the, the, uh, anybody else but saying go directly to God. So tell us, why, why is it that some of us don't feel like we could go to God and get what we need? We need a person. Right, and, and I've counseled many people that um, proclaim to be believers, but there's a distorted view of God. Oh, say that. And so the distorted view of God is that he's too big, he's too busy to hear my prayers, that I'm not good enough, yeah. that I can't come to him. And you know, a lot of that stems from us feeling unworthy. A lot of us are, we grew up with critical parents, very judgmental mm. parents. And so when we come to the Lord, we believe that he's the same. We see him through the same eyes. Right. And so you talked about the conscious, yeah. but there's the subconscious yeah, and there's that. A lot of things happening in the subconscious. And 90% of actually of what comes out is in the subconscious. Wow. And so we don't even know that it's there. A lot of us have suppressed memories, suppressed emotion. We think that we're being strong by just saying, no, I'll tuck it away. I'll tuck it away. And this is why we have these emotional breakdowns because what you put in is going to come out, right? And so we have to fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 16, 17. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit. There's a conflict there, right? And the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. So 
God is not saying that we're not going to have those desires. We're not going to have those emotions anymore. He's not saying that. But what he's, he's, what he's saying is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, on, I've given you the authority. <laughs> I've given you the boldness to overcome what you are dealing with, right? And so we need to take what's in the subconscious and, and ask the Lord. And, and our, the alert sign of knowing that something is taking place is the sadness, the depression, yeah. the anxiety. That is God's warning sign to you that something is taking place in your subconscious. Someone is taking, something is taking place in your mind Come and on. we need to take it captive. Yes. We need to put it up to the word of God. Here's our problem is that we're so passive. In the world, we want to fight everybody, but in the God, in God's kingdom, we're so passive Come with on, the enemy. We let him walk all over us. And what we need to do, God's given us a beautiful ability. There's a part of our brain called the frontal lobe, and it's our logical way of thinking. We have the emotional brain, and when the emotional brain starts to tick, we have the logical brain to say, no, I Come know on, the word that. of God. And I'm placing it over the emotional brain and I'm not no longer going to be triggered by the emotional brain and I'm going to walk in logic. We have the ability to come outside of ourselves and say, what am I thinking right now? Yeah. The thing is that people have been thinking this way for so long that that's just the the way they think they are right. and the way they think they have to live. Yes. And so we have to get bold and we have to say, no, I am not thinking that way. That's not my thought, right? And we have to understand that the Lord's ways are higher than yes, ours. That's right. His thoughts are higher Come than on, ours. say that. We don't know what we're doing. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. And yes, we need to go to the throne of God. Yes. Coming to church twice a week for this little... Uh, emotional jolt is Ooh, not enough we need to go before the lord on our private that's time right. that's good we need to seek him because what we're doing is coming to church then we're going home and we're living in the flesh yes and so we, we think that being fueled twice a week is gonna do any type of damage or transformation in our life and right. it's not yeah <laughs> yeah well so we say that the enemy is 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 on 24 7 and so we we uh we obviously value you're a pastor you have you, you pastor a church so we value the local church. We value what happens here at church because people have the ability. Uh, faith is raised. Uh, the, the environment, the atmosphere, they're able to encounter God in a special way. But this has to be a part of your life. It has to be something that you're consistently uh, in the presence of God, going to God yes. and, and helping him or asking him to help you uh, to, to work through all of this. You said yes. a word that I want to make sure that everyone understands. You said ruminate. And uh, this, is a really, this is a really interesting word. I just kind of read on this and okay. got a better understanding. But ruminate is actually a, a word that comes from uh, cattle and how they graze on food. I don't know, I don't I know if you know even that. know this. No, thank you. So, so what, it was <laughs> So, so what? So what it means is that they, uh, these cattle, uh, because they're, they're st the way their stomachs are are are, uh, are created, uh, to create more uh, more volume, they chew, they go and graze, and they chew on it, they swallow it, and then kind of digest it, and then they, I'm sorry, they regurgitate it. Okay. I know it's kind of nasty, and then they chew on it again. And this yeah. is what this That's is what, what we do with this, our sins. this is what. <laughs> This is what we do with our toxic thoughts, yes, right? It's yes. just dwell on these things yes. and regurgitate this toxicity yes. into our minds and yes. our lives. And then that's just, the, that's just who, who we are and how we flow. Yeah. Let's, uh, so let, let's look at this. Uh, real freedom, uh, real freedom uh, gives us 
gives us the power to do what's right. So a lot of people think that, well, if I'm free, I'm free to do whatever I want. We say right. yes to a, to a degree, right. but really what we say is that true freedom, once you're liberated, and true freedom from bondages and strongholds and all that kind of stuff gives you the ability to say yes to the right things yes. and no to the wrong things. Yes. And so uh, freedom is not this kind of, uh, this freedom just to go and do whatever you want, and you could, you could do and say whatever you want without consequence. Every action has a consequence. Yes. And so, uh, so talk to us about that. True freedom, what is true freedom really, and what does that look like in our lives practically? Right. And so we have to make the choice to live righteously. Oh, that's and good. So, all over the word of God, there's a responsibility that we have. We have to put off the anger. Yes. We have to put off, right? The Lord's not going to take it off oh, of us. Oh, say that. Yeah, so, so they're not going to do it, he's not gonna not gonna do do it, it for no. us. There's things that we have to do. And so the Lord is saying, if he's saying to put it off, he's also saying that you have ability to take it off, right? Come on. And so you have to... Put it off. Yes, I understand. This is the way you've been doing things. This is the way your mom did things. Yes. She just yelled. She just hit. She was abusive. And so we need to renew our mind yeah. with the character of God, how he does things. And we need to obey. We need to live righteously, right? In Romans 6.18, it says, And having been set free from sin, have sin have become slaves of righteousness yes. we need to become slaves of righteousness Come on, say that. right not slaves to our sin so there we need to continually obey god and understand his word because a lot of us think that we can just um come, come out of church and continue our lifestyle of sin right. and there's there's not going to be any consequence i was just talking to one of my young adults last night and we were talking about um you know, we think that God is just like ready to uh, attack us. He's right. ready to bring consequences. Yeah, right. But naturally, um, the, the cause of sin is the guilt and the shame. Right. Guilt and shame is so deadly for our mind yeah. that it pollutes our body. Yes. And so the Lord is urging us that he sees the natural consequence that it's going to bring on you. It, he don't even have to bring you consequences. It's already a natural flow of how our body works. Right. We weren't designed to sin. Our mind was designed for love. Our oh, mind was designed yeah. for optimism, not to be critical, not to be judgmental, not to see the world in a negative perspective. So when we see through love, yeah. when we act through assuming the best about people, People, wow. And not always, you know, a lot of us were in a state of distrust. So we don't trust people. Yeah. And so when we're in that state, there's a stress and a chemical that's released in your body. And it's not healthy for you yeah. when you are in that state of mind. That's good. That's good. The Bible says, Proverbs 17, 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine. But a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And so you're saying literally yes. this, this toxicity, these negative thoughts, anything that is contrary to love or optimism, whatever we're allowing into yes. our lives is literally sapping the energy out of us and, yes. and, and yes. making us sick. Yes. Literally making us sick. Yes. That, that, that's incredible. Again, if, if you're enjoying this, let us know. Put it in the chat. Uh, fire emojis. I see them uh, going up all over the place here. The last thing I, I want to make sure, and we're going just a little bit longer, but I want to make sure that we get into this. Um, so Pastor Omar talked about real, uh, real freedom is living with meaning and purpose. And uh, uh, we, we, we can kind of talk about that. But this, this, uh, I want to kind of jump down to this next one and talk about real freedom is living without fear 
of the enemy. So without, without fear in our own bodies and minds, right? And also with, without fear of the enemy. What can the enemy do to me? What's, what's gonna happen? And again, this is all kind of rooted in negative self-talk and negative thoughts and all that kind of stuff. So talk, talk to us about that. You know what? Surprisingly, it's also rooted in religion. Oh, say that. And so... I, I hear a lot of OGs being like, oh, get away from that because the spirit's going to jump on you. If, if you don't have open doors of sin in your life, they're not going to just be Come jumping on, on you, right? So the spirit that we have inside is greater yes. than the spirit that is in anybody else. That's right. So we don't have to, we have a lot of superstition that we bring into the church to, you know, yeah. uh, other cultures of religion that we bring in a lot of new that age, are not a accurate. Lot, a lot of new age stuff that's coming in even now, right? Right. Uh, recently trending now, yeah. Right, so if you're living in obedience, if you're trusting God, if you are not in a habitual sin now you have a covering over your life yes there's a protection over your life right. there's a protection over your home now if there's sin being brought into your home then there's doors being opened up right. in your home right, right? Yeah. and so we need to understand that we have a confidence to walk in boldness yes. that we have the holy spirit to to move right and to take authority right yeah. So, so the last thing I, I want I want to touch on is is this. And if you can, maybe speak to to the minister. And we didn't really touch on this, but but uh, what you're talking about is bringing really good balance to the spiritual life and the practical life, right? And so we have to be able to bring these things together and really empower the church of God to walk in true freedom. And so you're just talking about, you know, spirit this, spirit that. We don't, uh, we don't discard that. We don't, we don't act like that's not, that, that's not real. There are real demonic powers that are out there that want to kill, steal, and destroy the church. The Bible says this, right, Absolutely. very clearly. And so really a lot of what we've been talking about is the practical side of, of really logical thinking and taking those yes. thoughts into captivity and really, uh, and really allowing the word of God to permeate our hearts and our minds yes. and allow us to walk through. Now, this is a conversation that you and I have had Multiple yeah. times, okay? And I'm kind of like a robot when it comes to emotions and things like that. Um, and so for me, what, what I think, especially as a minister, when I'm dealing with people, I have a love for people. Me and my wife, we've dedicated our lives to ministering to people. But at a certain point, I, I feel I have this conviction that it's a decision. You're just making bad decisions, right? And, and, and why don't, instead of thinking that way, just think this, this way. And it should be really that simple. And you've really helped me kind of uh, open my mind to understand understanding uh, trauma and, and all that kind of stuff that's going on in people that they desire to do that. But, but uh, so we talked about in liberation, they, they desire to walk in freedom, yes. but there's a long path for them to get through all this, all this trauma and all that kind of stuff. So help, help, help me, yeah. help many other ministers that are out there, uh, leaders, pastors, and things like that. How do we help these people? Yeah. Well, thank you for your honesty, because, yeah. you know, a lot of us don't like to admit that Sometimes we can become jaded to yeah, people right. yes. and we're like, just do the right thing already. Like I'm tired of the cycle you're in, right? right? And yes, we do hold people accountable. The Lord holds them accountable yes. for their actions and for their lifestyle. Yeah. There is choices that they have to make. And I know it's difficult for um, even people that come to the Lord that have experienced trauma and are not experiencing those same symptoms that maybe someone else is. Right. So they look yeah, at them like, well, right? I overcame yes, it. Right. You're just, um, you know, you're probably just in sin or you're not living right. Yeah, and right. so what happens is that, you know, because we, 
before God, we live independently of him. Yeah. So we're in this, in this practice, in this constantly day of life of learning to live independently of God. So we're, it's a stronghold. Yes. So if I can give you a picture of a stronghold, it's that same truck going down that dirt road every day, every day, that trauma, that anxiety. And so what's happening when that truck is going down that dirt road every day? Yeah. There's being grooves made. After a while, when that truck goes down that road, they no longer even have to steer yes. because the truck wow. is moving in the, in the mold. <laughs> it's that o- it's, it's automatic. It's automatic. Because it's already moving in the mold that is, has been running for wow. in so many years. So when someone comes to the body of Christ, you got to remember, now they're trying to go onto the, new, the straight and narrow path. <laughs> right. But they've been on this other road that they don't even have to steer anymore. So the My subconscious goodness. is now running full force. Yes. And they want to do better. They love the Lord. They're even feeling peace. Yes. But when they go home and they're in their bed, they're being triggered. They're back to the thoughts. Wow, I don't think I am who God says I am. Yeah. Because why am I still feeling this way? Right. The, the pastor talked about freedom. Everyone's happy. Yes. Why am I not happy? Yeah. I must not be a child of God. Right. I must not be, you know, who God says I am yes. because I'm feeling these emotions. And you need to know today that just because you're still struggling or you're still in your, we're all in a sanctification process that yes. looks different. Just because you are there doesn't mean that you are less of a child or that you are just on the bottom of, you know, of wherever. Right. You you are just as valuable and you believe it. Get together with believers, with confident women and men of God. Don't isolate yourself. Yes. You can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. Right. And we need to get together with believers that are like-minded. Yes. And that's good. Eventually it would flow, it's gonna flow onto us. We're gonna get it. Don't, right. don't worry about it. Right. But as ministers, we gotta be sensitive. Yeah. Because some people come in just kind of more jacked up than others. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And so we immediately are like, oh, I see you on Facebook. Why are you still doing that? Why mm-hmm. are you doing this? And yes, wow. there comes to a point where you have to mature and that process will come. But sometimes we get so like hypersensitive about the behavior right. and not looking at what's going on inside. That's a good. lot of us don't even know what kind of conversations to have with people. Right. Yeah, I love right. how Pastor Omar, he says, he says, just ask, the, ask questions. Right. A lot of times we want to tell people what they're dealing with. <laughs> oh no, you're dealing with sin. You're dealing with this. Ask them. Right. A lot of the times they don't even know what the root of the problem is. Right. They don't even know that there's unforgiveness there right. or there's bitterness there. Yeah. They don't sometimes don't even know that they're holding on onto something that needs to be uprooted. And when we identify that now, we can go full force in attacking that right. and uprooting it from their life. And, and they can do the same. That's right. Yeah. So, so we talk about that. We talk about that being blind spots. We need someone that's able to speak into those blind spots and help us. And uh, as, as ministers, uh, we just need to be more compassionate, be a little bit more patient. And I think I, I appreciate what you said, uh, that the sanctification process looks different for, for, from person to person, right? And so my experience, 
experience is not going to be the next person's experience, right. so on and so forth. Right. And so, uh, well, we're, we're going to kind of, we're going to wrap this up okay. here. Um, and and uh, we're going to be back on. We see all the prayer requests that are coming across. Pastor Omar is actually going to come awesome. and join you for the second uh, for the second half. And so if you've appreciated what, what's going on here, again, you could, uh, you could find, uh, you could find Vanessa, Pastor Vanessa on Instagram. Uh, the lower third is there. It's mindful underscore Ness one. And uh, I, I encourage you to subscribe or to follow on, on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.